All right, we are back. Judd's Buds episode and the title too long again. I think it's 101. I think. The first couple here should be pretty easy if we hit 100. Yeah, that's assuming I can remember anything more than 12 minutes. So, does it even matter though? Like, there's no jerseys anymore. That was just numbers. That's true, but I, I need to, it's just, you know, it's become part of the intro and, um, you know, any, any, any minor change to any routine I've ever had in my life is absolutely catastrophic. So this one, hopefully I'll recover in like two weeks, but, um, anyways, it is one one I just found it. Episode 101, as always, your host, Spokesy, joined by my good buddy, Mr. At State of Hoppy. Hoppy, how are we doing on this fine Wednesday slash when you're listening Friday? Dude, so uh, <laughs> I'm getting ready to leave work today. And like Laura was nice and texted me like, hey, when are you leaving? I want to have dinner ready. And then all of a sudden, right before I leave, I like see that I have a text from her that's just like a link. And I'm like, what is this link for? Oh, wait, ring. It just says like ring.com, but it's for like for our ring camera. <laughs> Fuck dude. So our driveway is like long and narrow, but then there's a little jut out the side that makes it like a two car garage size. Mm-hmm. And so Laura's mom was here today helping with the kid. Cause today is the one day that I'm like full day in office versus doing some remote work. And so like it just works out good to get a little relief and yeah. she decided she's going to make a Target run because, you know, she's a, a basic white girl in Minnesota. You have to go to Target. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, of course. So her mom was parked behind her because she's got the clear path. I'm the one that can maneuver. So I kind of deal with the, the little jut out and cut over like no big deal. And so she had to move her mom's car over behind mine and says to her before she leaves, like, hey. Do you, do you need me to get in and move it for you? Like, you're going to have to do some maneuvering. I'm over tight against the deck. Like any, any concerns here? She's like, no, no, I got it. When I tell you that the backup <laughs> job went straight backwards, I can't be any more accurate than straight backwards right into the yard. But what's phenomenal about it. We have like little like orange rods along the driveway because, of course, the one year that there's zero fucking snow, I paid for a snow removal service just because like mm, nice new kid. Like if if Laura's got to get out for an emergency or something for him, she can't do the driveway herself. So figured whatever this is the year we'll pay. And uh, of course, it's been done once <laughs> and it was like a week ago. <laughs> of course, dude, she going straight backwards manages to go between all of those doesn't touch a single one and there's an access like cap to get into our like sewer line in the yard because like richfield's fucked up and a normal sewer line is like 100 feet and in richfield it like zigs and zags and it's like 140 so for them to be able to get through and like grind through all the roots and stuff of the tree they had to like put an access in the middle and she was like six inches from just destroying that but like literally navigates through the entire yard doesn't hit any of the rods doesn't hit anything like no damage is done really so now it's just a hilarious video but like at first i saw that and i'm just like if she hit the cap i don't know what i'm gonna do that's gonna be so expensive 
<laughs> and like you see Laura, like she just like walks into the backyard to look at something quick and she's carrying the baby and she is not aware at all that this is happening. And then she just like pops back in the house unknowingly and looks out the window and she's just like, oh, oh, what? you're you're my you're my yard. What? And oh. I asked her, I'm like, so like, what did she say? She's like, nothing. She drove home. She has not texted me or called me since. I'm like, respect. Power she has no idea currently still. <laughs> this is this is going to be news to her when she finds out later. She oh still my doesn't God. know. Yeah. I, I, no, like, wait, I was at your house today? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I, wasn't, I haven't been there in weeks. Oh, uh, but uh no. So uh we'll see. Uh I'll probably get the link over to you for that after, but uh everyone else is just gonna have to live vicariously through the description I just gave. But it uh We'll just say I'm like on a completely different level of buzz right now. Like I was, I went from panic to like, holy crap, this is hilarious. So now I'm in a great mood. Dude, I was going to say, I can only imagine the absolute panic or just like the uh, feeling you have when you get the link to ring. <laughs> like, no, oh, no link to ring. I'm like, no, this, no, no. This, this can go two ways. Hilarious. Well, I guess this or, is it. <laughs> oh, shit. And it yeah. started as an, oh my God. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Well, I'm glad that it ended up with you in a good mood. Um, yeah, it, it's beneficial for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's been something. Um, so for today, obviously a few things we got to touch on with Minnesota and just I don't know if we actually have any other. I can't even remember if we have any other actual NHL stuff to well, talk about. Pre-NHL, pre though, we should uh, get into it here because uh, anyone that's already tuned into the newest show on uh, the Soda Pod earlier today, Hell Fellowship yeah. of the Rinks, uh, great interview with Oliver Moore. Um, and yes, it's definitely a nerd uh, connection to Lord of the Rings. Funny because like, like since Joe Smith moved here, like we've been cool. Like we've been hanging out, grab beers, whatever. Um, I just found out like a few weeks ago that he's like really into Lord of the Rings. Cause him and his wife during the uh, all-star game and bye week, like back to back, they went out to New Zealand for a final trip before their kid comes this summer. And I asked him right away. I'm like, so you're going to New Zealand? Like, just going to see the landscape or are you going for Lord of the Rings shit? He's like, the answer is both. I'm like, all right, we can be friends. This is going to be good. Cause that's my one nerd itch. I, I love Lord of the Rings, books, movies, TV series, all of it. Like those people that like Star Trek. Yeah. Doesn't do anything for me. The reason that I teed all of that up is the awesome beer that I've got here. Anyone that's local here in Minnesota district five, uh, yes, you guessed correctly. This is a Mighty Ducks beer. They got some sweet Mighty Ducks inspired apparel as well. But this is uh, an IPA that they've done. Uh, this is two years now, I think. And it's just such a smooth drinking, like simple yet delicious IPA that I recommend to anyone, whether you love IPAs or just meh on them. If you hate them, then yeah, maybe it's not your cup of tea, but uh, highly, highly recommend to anyone out there. And that's such perfect timing. He is back. Z, um, you missed out on a lot there. Um, I, I thought it was me at first, but then all of a sudden I looked over. I'm like, there's no way that he can hold still for this long. Like you're way too fidgety for that. So yeah, he's dead. He died. <laughs> 
a lot dead. of people yeah notice that you are definitely dead um but uh, what you missed as i got through all of that is we got this delicious beer called district five um so model mighty ducks uh it's incredible but figured we should talk about it because i know this is probably a somewhat controversial topic but mighty ducks z like who are the best characters from the mighty ducks trilogy and we're not talking about the bullshit series that they did on disney plus because that was awful <sighs> that's a tough one i'm always i mean i kind of feel like i've always been uh what's it called bash brothers type guy just because yeah, you know that's <laughs> yeah i mean there you go like that's me i feel like that's my favorite and i'm like i'm never gonna give you like charlie conway no, i'm never I'm gonna not. give you gordon bond i'm not gonna who give says, you adam who says charlie conway who like it's terrible like, imagine anyone character but like why would he be your favorite i don't understand yeah but lester's up there dude what a beauty he's fucking so i I got the obvious one, and I've got one that's more of a deep cut, so you can agree or disagree. Um, the the obvious one, Goldberg is phenomenal. Like, yeah, such yeah, a yeah. great character. Uh, the best of which, which I'm I'm messed up. I had a weird childhood. I definitely didn't see the movies in order. But uh, in D three, Mighty Ducks, when they're at the prep school, which awesome that it's called Eden Hall Academy. It's combination <laughs> of Eden Prairie. Creighton Durham Hall and uh, St. Thomas Academy just all like globbed into one but he is convincing Julie the cat Gaffney that she needs to like wolf down donuts because carbs are gonna like help her for hockey and like <laughs> oh yeah like, like that that alone makes him my favorite character it is brilliant but uh my deep cut Kenny Wu I was going to say, what about Kenny Wu? Fucking shout awesome. out Kenny Wu, dude. He's so He's such good, a dude. beauty, dude. Like, when, when they try and, like, indoctrinate him as the third Bash brother and he just can't fucking do it. And, like, that's that's, top, I, I'm oh. obsessed with the scene where they're like, give it a try here, man. He's like, hey, hey, number seven, you, 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 don't, you don't play hockey so good. The guy looks over, he's like, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> I was, I should have led with Kenny Wu. But like Kenny Wu in the back of my cool. head, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of of the like seven thousand times that I've seen the movies, so I every time I was like, that guy's the fucking best. That it's awesome. Rules. He's, he's kind of got the like whole you know Creed Bratton like Jean Ralphio <laughs> Saperstein like Jin Yang type vibe where like he's not a main character, but when he pops in, he's just great. Yeah, I feel like that's the MVP type performance, you know. It's just like whenever he shows up, you're like, Yeah, this is gonna be good. I like this scene, I bet probably. I bet this scene rules. It's like, yep, nailed it. Oh man. <laughs> Fuck, I should have just led with Kenny Wu because he I think it's like actually not even that close. I think he is just like my favorite. I start they go to his face, I start laughing. That is controversial, correct? Yeah, every everything's controversial. So, well, okay, you know. but that's legitimate. Like I can understand why people would be like, wait. Who's your favorite character? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if if I think if your reaction is like really that guy, then you're a loser because like everything he does is hilarious. That's my thing. I'm just like, how are you gonna like have any other reaction other than like be like God, that kid fucking rolls. Even if it's not your like, you could disagree, but you're like, if you're like, oh, what? 
first of all, you're a loser for debating like the Mighty Ducks movie like this, which I don't think this conversation certainly has not happened ever. But um, he's Kenny Wu. Like you can't have any like actual feelings that aren't like at at the at the most tepid. Like all right, yeah, he's a fucking beauty. <laughs> yeah, at, at, at a minimum, it's just like not Ooh, even okay, like, just. just disregarding like whatever yeah he's whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. really tough to dislike him i feel like you'd have to really you have to be really be in a dark sad place if if someone told you that like kenny was sneaky my favorite mighty ducks character to to be like okay this is why we're friends you don't know cinema like I do. You don't understand. <laughs> you clearly have never done a Rotten Tomatoes review. You yeah. piece of shit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, but if you say Charlie Cobb, you probably should be in jail. So, um, Oh, that's too good. Um, <laughs> man, all right. Uh, that That's all I had to do to get that out of my system. Uh, cheers to whatever uh, triple quadruple quintuple ipa you're drinking oh yeah high noons uh but seriously though everyone should check out the new show i listened to it while working today and i i do, actually am not confident that any of the work that i did was even satisfactory um mostly because i was just laughing because oliver moore beauty like he's just like First question about the love is like what? <laughs> I was dying. Was so I wasn't ready for that response, and so I, I talked to Joe Smith about that. I'm like, I kind of want this to be my first question for every interview, and he's like, Is that even like a thing? I'm like, Yes. Like once a year, there will be one random bozo who pops in. He's like, Holy shit, guys! Did you did know you the guys? Logo is actually a bear, and like everyone goes nuts from there. Like other people will like see it and learn. And others are like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. And so I'm like, we, we got to do it. Like if nothing else, it's just like sets the tone and like relaxes whoever the guest is to like have a non-serious question. I was not even remotely prepared for him to be like, bro, I'm learning this right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, his, re <laughs> his reaction was so like laid back genuine. I was like, okay, so this interview isn't going to be him giving you hockey answers the whole fucking like hour or whatever. That'd be obviously wasn't yeah, we only really got the one hockey answer, which was a, a, a given, right? I, I had to ask the question and I know Joe Smith was probably like, tread lightly here, bud. But I'm, like, just well, like, yeah, first I'm like, I'm like, who, who should win Calder? He's like, <sighs> there's no right answer here. I am screwed no matter what. <laughs> he did it well. I mean, he fucking, he sat on that fence perfectly. At like, you know, it was perfect execution, but yeah, no, that was like, I just hope it's not chain link. I don't want anything to catch. Oh yeah, no, we can't, can't be on that. Um, <laughs> but I really, it was a very fun laid back, but also very funny uh interview with uh, oh, Oliver Moore. I I love I love the fact when you gave him the the dream golf force um and at the end he's like did I leave myself out? Like yeah you did. He goes shit <laughs> you know what oh, enough, oh, man. enough of these impressions here. Let's uh go over here to a quick clip from that Oliver Moore interview. Be honest, how long did it take you to see that the Minnesota Wild logo was not just a nature scene? I didn't I honestly didn't even know that. 
So until now, I haven't looked very in depth with the Minnesota Wild logo, but you can go in depth here if you guys want to. It'll be fun. <laughs> That's great. Oh, this is a perfect answer. So you yeah. you haven't looked at the logo and noticed like there's it, it's basically a bear head. Well, yeah, I actually didn't know. I thought it was just like I just didn't really look at the logo at all. I just thought it was a cool logo going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's great. This is awesome. Yeah, the the yeah. the rivers, the mouth, the star is an eye, the sun or moon or whatever we're gonna call it is an ear. But yeah, There's a lot of great detail on there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, again, everyone, check that out. First episode dropped this week, Wednesday. You can expect. Wednesday to more or less be the likely day of dropping. Obviously, depends on when interviews fall and with Joe's travel schedule to cover the wild. But you can count on it middle of the week in general. Um, we already banked uh, next week's interview with uh, Mr. James Snuggerud. So uh, definitely tune back in for that. Guy is, uh, he's something. Heard of him. <laughs> heard of him um decent decent player um yeah no I, it was funny as shit because like once you announced once that tweet went out i was like all right now it's announced that joe smith's doing like a podcast with you under soda pot i was like i have to be like should i wear like collared shirts now like it's a little more <laughs> professional dude no it's just like i'm a fucking idiot <laughs> you show up with a golf shirt on no hat hair slick you got glasses on you're like hello how are you today, Mr. Hello. Bobby? Welcome to Oh man. Um we are now changing it. Judd's Buds. It's with two S's. No longer there's no Z's at the end. It's uh Mr. Brackets Friends. That's what the <laughs> new podcast is called. Anyways, um we could we can move on though. Yeah, Seriously, move everyone on. should go check out. Phenomenal. dropping links here in the comments. So if you're watching online right now. Definitely uh, bookmark that for after we're done here. We do actually have the full Oliver Moore video already up on the YouTube channel as well. I'm sure Isha will drop that here in the comments soon. But uh, really important uh, work here from our boy Sean Cosgrove. 24 people, 24 more until we hit 1,000 subs. Monetize the channel. I don't care if you got to bust into your girlfriend's phone, your mom's, your random person you work with. Just go in, subscribe to the SodaPod YouTube channel, get us there. It'll just mean that we're going to pump out that much more content because it's crazy what happens when you actually make money off of something. <laughs> and and we are now firing off uh, highlight videos of some of our favorite prospects. So that's um, right. The most recent goal video is from Hunter Hate. And I actually, while I was clipping up that video, I was just like laughing to myself because I've been forgetting how many absurd goals he scored this year. Because like when we put out the year off one, there's like three or four empty netters, like a, a couple of like backdoor <laughs> tap-ins. And then like Hunter Hate is just like, okay, he dangled fucking like three different uh, defenders and then went shelf. Okay, all right. So that's how this, I forgot about this. I was just like laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I forgot how nasty almost like every goal he scores is. Um, yeah. I I finished the next one, but I'm going to have to go back in um, and edit it again. Um, because I, I am coming. I, I realized after, I was like, I should probably wait until the regular season's over at WHL because like Riley Height just can't stop. No, nah, we'll just like, do a second version once the season's over. 
There's Literally, I was, to save I was watching and add to it. I was watching Prince. I was watching Prince George kick the shit out of Seattle last night. The second height scored, I was like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> like I was, I was like mad about it. I was like, "God damn it!" I have to go fix everything again. Um, but yeah, as we said, check out the YouTube channel, subscribe um, because I actually really want to uh, continue on making more of those videos because it's very fun for me. Um, but Sometimes, you know, there's all these streaming services for watching prospects. The very least, like the the least we could do is uh, give everyone somewhere one YouTube channel just to find some uh, fun highlights of each of these prospects. So, um, yeah, subscribe. There'll be more coming. I think the Riley Height one may actually have to wait um, because cause he just like is addicted to like just ripping pucks into nets. So nah, just um, that's we'll just how it is. Up, we'll get it up here soon. We'll again, just save that video and literally just do a second video at the end of the year. That's like, Oh yeah, here's the like 50 that we missed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, next it's up, next up, because I feel like I'm pretty safe that he will never score another goal. It's like Matt Vay Guskov. That's the next one that's coming up. It's going to be a 10 second video. <laughs> There's two goals. <laughs> I feel very safe. I feel very safe. <laughs> oh, what if you got, uh, what if you did one for Hovanov that was literally just like whatever, like cell phone video someone got of him at the airport with the burger and shake. That would probably yeah. break our channel. Like we would all of the money, every yeah. bit of it. Hovenov highlight rule, highlight reel of just his Instagram stories. Like again, here he is um, in this fine establishment. Here he is um, looking at a nice view over on there. Um, but yeah, it's fun. So people should uh, check out the YouTube page. We're gonna, there's going to be more and more actual hockey videos, not just us being idiots on a podcast. So moving on. Um, real quick, let's talk about Minnesota. Oh, I mean, I don't know if it's gonna be quick. Like, what the fuck was that, dude? Let's okay. Let's. I mean, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, Minnesota versus Vancouver was, I think, one of my favorite hockey games ever because. If only Minnesota could have spent this whole season giving up seven goals, but still covering the like the puck line, you know, and still winning. Yeah, they'd be undefeated, I think, at this point. Um, 10 7 win versus Vancouver. Eric Sinek was at six points, Kaprizov, six points. Um, Eric Sinek's like uh, he's already gonna be surpassed goal total. Did. It's done, like, he has passed his career high uh goal total um Dude, if that guy puts up like can you imagine if he like somehow put up 50 talks the, the it would be legitimately so there were a couple of guys last year who had like some of the quietest 100 point or 50 goal seasons of all time like just because they're players that maybe you're not expecting to put up 50 goals, 100 points, whatever. But at the same time, like other, whatever, for whatever reason, it's just like, like a guy like Miko Ranton, I think he finished with like 50 something goals. And like, I can't remember if he, I don't think he hit 100 points. Um, but it was like just the most silent 50 of all time. Say they were like Braden Point, I think, hit 50 or 100 points, something like that. Yeah, but um, there's a big difference between him and those. No, players. I know. <laughs> I'm saying, so this is what I'm saying. If Erickson Eck were to put up like 40, this year, I think it would be the most silent 
40 goal season in NHL history. Cause I, even myself who watches almost every single Minnesota wild game was the other day. I was like, Holy fuck. He has 26 goals. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. I didn't even, does he, does anyone have 26 goals on this team? Oh no. Okay, great. Um, but for a while there, the only like consistent players on this team we were talking about, even like a Marco Rossi, who's like sneaky 17 goals now. <laughs> um, like, but, no, 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 we're going to pause sneaky, on that though. Um, I need to give proper credit actually, because I loved this. Um, someone commented and I'm going to steal it, but I'm going to give credit. So it's, I didn't really steal it then. Right. Yeah. It's not different. Yeah. So I posted that uh, goal from Rossi and I said something stupid like Marco Rossi is the bustiest bust that ever busted or something like that. Um, let me see here. That's exactly what I said. Um, yeah. Then right. uh, someone replied. So it's lizard to Kaprizov to lizard to Kaprizov. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. Uh, Miko's best season was 22 goals. He needs five to tie him as a rookie without PP one minutes. Everyone is still saying that this guy isn't going to make it, whether he's a bust or he can't be a top six guy or he can't play in the playoffs. Let that sink in that Miko Koivu, who you all revere and wanted his jersey thrown up into the rafters, his best season was 22 goals, and Marco Rossi is going to surpass that as a damn rookie. Mike dropped. I'm going to leave. Drink some more beer. And that does it. Thanks for tuning in. Um, like, outrageous, though. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. This all started as, like, a... Joel Erickson neck tire pump, but um, well, uh, Joel Erickson neck too, right? Like, yeah, you know, it'd be really fun with him <laughs> if now the narrative spun because you know, wild fans are like livid that he doesn't get more selkie consideration, which I'm not even fighting him on that. Like, he deserves it now. Watch them be like, no, nah, he's not a defensive player, he's an offensive guy. Well, yeah, I mean, one of the funnier like sags about the Selkie is like you can you can be in the Selkie conversation once you put up like 25 goals 40 assists once you're almost a play per game then you enter the defensive forward conversation all right like put up enough offense um but real quick on Rossi though again I've said every time we bring him up I'm just very happy for him because like it this could have gone one or two ways where his that you know setback with the whole you know, myocarditis thing, you know, that tends to be a pretty major issue for a lot of people. And it was for him. I'm just glad to see that he not only has made it as a full-time NHL player, but looks like an incredibly promising one. Um, but the thing that's standing out almost every game, like he has to be top 10 in like penalties drawn while on the, like he puts them on the power play. It feels like once per game and he's doing it, just being a fucking pest in front of the net. And then also with that skill that he always flashed when he was younger, before they before he was drafted, like the, the reason he has such high upside is like the crazy skill and like how smart he is. Um, he's not the quickest skater in the world, but he is able to beat people wide with his skill and he draws a ton of penalties. So um, I just, I wanted to bring that up last. I feel like it was last week we were talking about Ross for a little bit and I meant to actually bring up like he's drawing an insane amount of penalties and putting them on the power play constantly. So shout out Marco Rossi, but this all started talking about Joel Eriksson. I need him to hit 40 because it's the funniest 
it will be a very quiet, silent, if you will, as Cosgrove said, Joel Eric's next silent but deadly. Um, fucker. Uh, I need him to hit 40. It's just a very funny 40 goal player to me, where he's just, it, how does he score goals? Uh, basically being a dickhead in front of the net and pissing everyone off. Uh, it's pretty much his, his go to. It's just like, oh, let me just wreak havoc in the crease. Uh, just like score goals. That's it. So love that for him. But my God, that game was like, it looked like they were about to lose 10 nothing. And then the fucking the second, no, the third period that they just were like, what if we scored five goals in like two minutes? What if we just, what if we just did that? It's one of those games where it's like, they're showing the highlight of the last goal and then it goes to real time and the horns going off. You're like, what right. the fuck happened, dude? I can't wait for the replay. Cause I got no idea what happened. Well, but also- my God, that was insane. That w- that game was legitimately out of control. They fucking gave up seven goals and one by three. That is a joke. One of my favorite games. It was just nonstop action. Love Could it. it have been better though? Like th- this was the perfect day for the President's Day matinee 1 p.m. game because I'm sitting here like watching during work and I'm like, oh fuck, it's like five two. Like, all right, I'm gonna like super casually tune in and then all of a sudden, bam, 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 like right as I'm like trying to get away from the game. And then I I'm like, okay, well this, this is going to slow down. And I like had to go do something for you know my job. And then I come back and there's like two more goals that have been scored. And I'm like, what is happening? Like I couldn't comprehend it. It, it was legitimately <laughs> insane specifically. Cause I was like doing work, like literally right here. And the game is like here. And I had headphones in, so I would look up and I was like, man, this has been a really long like celebration for this goal. <laughs> I was like, what is oh, oh fuck, they scored three times. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> fuck, dude. Oh. Um but all of that to say, really, I the past couple of weeks we've been pretty firm and like they are definitely gonna do the thing where they like fight for a playoff st- spot and miss by whatever, like two or three points. With how the rest of the Western Conference is sh- is shaping out, now I'm of the opinion that they have a decent chance of sneaking in. Um, I don't fucking know what they're gonna do. I really don't. I like we said last week, they are in the most Minnesota Wild spot of all time. Like the, the every every NHL fan who doesn't watch the Minnesota, or actually every. NHL fan who does or doesn't watch the the wild regularly. Everyone like whenever you say Minnesota Wild, they're like, yeah, they're the team that's basically like there. Uh and like they will usually make the playoffs. Maybe they don't, but they're not like horrible. They are in the most Minnesota Wild position of all time. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I just, it, it is it's unbelievable. It's on that note. It's pretty ridiculous that Anthony LaPanta like keeps on touting like they have been a successful team. They are the only team there with the Pittsburgh Penguins for having this consistent of a streak in making the postseason. I'm like, yeah, I feel like there's one small detail that we're skipping here, but sure. Like, oh, God. <laughs> oh God. Going off of the uh, Pittsburgh spin, too, Isha brings up a phenomenal point. <laughs> this was incredible. <laughs> My God. That was- Augers started his speech with, I'd like to thank my girlfriend. 
she's too young to remember me playing in Pittsburgh. What a boss. <laughs> that was, I mean, well, the camera slowly panned over. You're like, oh my God. That could have just been a joke. And then people are like, ha ha ha. And then the camera actually is like, you're like, oh fuck. Okay. He's serious. Oh my God. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, moving on moving on that is a wild comparison though that is a wild comparison legend but yeah oh god and then of course people's natural reaction who's that like nhl watcher or whatever the guy that like does all the quotes from uh 32 thoughts Mm. he comes in he's like yeah right yager's a top player that's ever played if you have a game seven on the line you're taking gordy howe or Jonathan Taves or Patrick Kane over him every time. I'm just like, what? Such a weird reply, what? by the way. Also, I'm sorry. Like, I feel bad. Actually, I don't feel bad anymore because he's a piece of shit that covered up everything that happened in Chicago. But, like, before that, I felt kind of bad because, like, Jonathan Taves never did anything to me besides play for North Dakota. So, yeah, no, screw him. Uh, but, like, the hard on that people have for him. And if you're a Blackhawks fan, whatever, like I'm totally cool with Homerism for your captain that won you three cups, but anyone outside of Chicago that is stroking this dude off as like the best playoff center that you've ever seen. He can't even sniff Sidney Crosby's jock. I'm so sorry. It's not even fucking comparable. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's crazy. We, We've said it before with Sid's longevity and how he's pretty much just been like filthy forever. He, it's a very, there's like, at one point it was insane to say, but now it's kind of like, oh yeah, no, people just don't appreciate Sid as much as they probably should. He, he might be like one of the most underrated players he I've ever seen in my life. In the conversation for Mount Rushmore, I don't know that he quite scratches that, but undoubtedly top 10 very arguably top five yeah oh yeah yeah, absolutely and imagine if we didn't lose like games due to concussion issues think about how close we were to losing him altogether from the sport like obviously like i like the penguins i would have been like devastated in a different way but like dude if alexander ovechkin had injuries like that when he was 26 and he was out of the game I, as a Penguins fan, I wouldn't have been happy about that. Like, that's not mm. good for hockey. The guy's electric. I want to see these good players play as long as they're not on the Rangers. Right. Yeah, um, Cosgrove comes in. This is one of the greatest Yager moments ever. Remember yeah. when Yager hooked up with like a 21 year old hot chick? Like, you're going to need to be more specific. Um, and she took a picture of them in bed to try to get money out of him. He was like, I'm not married. Go nuts. I'll look sweet. <laughs> yeah, apparently he just goes, go for well, it. Well, yeah. what you're missing from this Cosgrove is it actually was like girl, like um, some model or something that was like a girlfriend of one of his teammates and or maybe an ex-girlfriend. I don't know. But like she hooked up with him and she's like, I'm going to send this to him and the rest of the team. He's like, OK, cool. <laughs> why, why, why are you bringing this up? I don't get it. See you later. <laughs> Um, man, all right, we just like took a ton of different tangents. Anything else exciting about the wild? <laughs> I don't know, oh, man. I just, I mean, we is. did come back to reality immediately the next night. Like, saw the other side of Minnesota. 
Yeah, that game against Winnipeg absolutely sucked. Uh, um, except, for, except for Middleton being a psycho, which I love. I loved. First of all, it was fun. Like it was funny because I mean the the hit, I guess if you want to call it that, on Shifley, like was the most obvious, like unintentional. He was not trying to like run him into the boards from behind, whatever, whatever. And it's funny because like you can see the camera, like it goes right on both. He's like, "Yo, dude, like, I, my, are you all right? Like, my bad." And you can see Shifley, like, yeah, like, yeah. literally goes, "Yeah, dude, you don't worry about it." And then Logan's the thing was the best part of the video is Logan Stanley must be like over in the corner, far away. Like, hey, Jake, wanna go? Hey, Jake, I think your ass looks fat in the sauna suit. And Middleton stands up and Books. the definition I, I use when I post the video, I use the word scurry. And that was the <laughs> that's the picture. They should replace whatever the dictionary definition is like. And the, they should just put it that a gif of him be like and just he literally like was so excited. <laughs> it was unbelievable because like he started in a very bad position in that fight where he had no grip and Stanley had him the strung out and Middleton and this actually happened fun fact that same like fight scenario thing happened where like Hartman four or five years ago was fighting Brendan Dillon when he was on Washington and Dillon had him like completely strung out to the point where Hartman had no hands on and he like was just like doing like was like dodging punches and then did the same thing Middleton did where like ducked one grabbed hold and just went left right to the face Stanley folded like I mean I couldn't even tell if he actually got him at first but then I watched like the replay again I had to slow it down myself because there were no good slow motion replays of that fight and then I, I, I like slowed it down for myself. I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, dude!" The way it he was went unbelievable. Down, he connected. <laughs> yeah, it, it it would appear that it hurt because uh, he immediately folded, dude. Middleton rules, but again, the fight was great, but him legitimately scurrying, so excited. It, like he was so excited, so excited. Um, that could be a new segment. <laughs> Scurry of the week by Spoke Z. No. Yeah, 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 exactly. But, um, but yeah, that was fucking unbelievable. But yeah, game as a whole was just <clears throat> Jesus Christ. It was it, it was the epitome of their season. It was like, oh, they're doing these good things. This is exciting. Oh, here we go. Okay, this is like this is more like the team that we expected. <laughs> they have like one performance. Like, all right, fuck, never mind. Maybe maybe we were wrong again. Um, but. Yeah, now just a tough, tough game in Winnipeg. Um, but speaking of Winnipeg, Declan Chisholm, though, we have to talk about just Declan Chisholm real quick. Mm -hmm. Points in both games, scores in his debut. That obviously got spoiled at the end there. Um, what did we say? Dude, like, this is a good player who was excellent in the AHL when he was able to actually play, you know, in Winnipeg, he was traveling with team. It was like their seventh team in, but no one got hurt. So he was stuck just hanging out in the press box. He's almost at a point per game, AHL defenseman. And even before he scored that goal um, in his first game, 
Um, there were so many plays where he was doing the things that make him so good. Where like breaking the breaking pucks out, even just making. He actually made a couple of real nice defensive plays as well. But like the puck moving ability, he's an excellent skater. And like some of the just the decision making and how like cool he is and calm on the blue line, like under pressure, not just gonna like dump it in, but he will make that pass. I I really really was excited when they picked him up at the waiver or picked him up on waivers. What a player to get for like an NHL ready defenseman. So like you can continue now. You have a young NHL D man. You can continue. You don't have to like worry about bringing up any of these young guys in Iowa that are not ready to play in the NHL on a full-time basis at this point. Um, you get them for free. So I love that. Um, so I was excited when they picked him up on waivers. I think he looks solid right now. I think he played almost like 18 minutes or so. Um, and it didn't, you know, the game sucked against Winnipeg, but it was nice. They picked Chisholm and they scratched both Merrill and Golgowski. So, I mean, like it's a win-win. So. That, that's part of my complex with it is I'm so conditioned now with how the bottom part of the blue line has looked. Like, is it that Chisholm's good or is it like I'm just like, oh, wow, that's notably better than what was there? Well, yeah, the thing with Chisholm is like, of all the things, I mean, like there's pretty much every area of being a defenseman was like absent between this season between Merrill and Golgowski. Like there was just so few things that were going remotely close to well. Something as simple as Declan Chisholm being able to retrieve pucks, avoid four checkers, and break the puck out with a clean pass. I was like, oh, I'm almost emotional that like a guy on the third pair can do this. <laughs> like this is so nice to see. <laughs> um, so like just little plays like that where like you're not immediately like getting four checked to death and then you lose the puck and you know, the opposition has just like an extended ozone cycle and you're just all dead tired. Like it was so nice that it was just like, that was easy. Um, so again, I really like him. I think he's ready to be an NHL defenseman, especially like if you're going to play on a third pair and like, it sucks now too. Like Bogosian has actually been better than I thought he would be. Um, I'm nervous about all this talk about the extension. Uh, but of course now he's also hurt. Um, God damn it. So now we, Merrill or Kolkowski will definitely be coming back in. Um, so that was short lived, but um, whatever. I'm not going to harp on that right now. I just wanted to throw it out there. Declan Chisholm looks great um in that in this short little stint here again nhl ready he does a lot of the things well that we're getting you in trouble with your other defensemen so very good start for him um and very happy that he just immediately got on the board like first game first goal very happy for him so there you go there you go awesome oh we can move on then to um actually i guess we can pop up the comment here from uh, John Robinson. Let's talk about our WHL roundup uh, for current prospects in the pipeline. WHL three horse scoring race height on fire again, which Z you've already kind of alluded to with the challenges and highlight reel. Curious. Is he AHL bound or too young? If he goes AHL, can he play for Canada Juniors next year? And, and can he play for Canada Juniors 
period, because they're idiots and they won't bring him. Uh, I mean, like, technically, this is his fourth WHL season. So, I think. Again, there's so many weird stipulations to that CHL, <laughs> AHL, or NHL agreement. Um, I don't know if there actually is a minimum amount of games to constitute a full year. Because, I mean, the thing with Lambos a couple years ago, when I asked Chris Peters about this, because like there was the one year that he technically had four WHL games when the now Wenatchee Wild <laughs> old I'm not even gonna try to do it. When it was the coup when it was the coup there the Kansas City Scouts at one point. Yeah. <laughs> uh that obviously didn't count because it was four games. Riley Height in 2020-2021 season was his first year of the WHL. He played 22 games. So I don't like I feel like that's a little bit different. I I'll, I'll be honest. I don't really need him to go play in the AHL after like I he probably is eh, well, you know what? He he actually could play for sure, but um if the decision ends up like if you want to go play another year of juniors, like they're gonna be good again. They have so many young, fucking unbelievable players in that Prince George team. Um, including one guy we'll talk about when we talk about our uh, WHL draft prospects. Um, but I don't know. I'm not like pressing for him to immediately get to Iowa yet. Like if they, if he he's 18 years old, there's no real like pressing need to have him go play in Iowa, but he is legitimately like just torching the dub right now. Like <laughs> and he's two points away from, his uh, point total last year in 12 fewer games. So um, he's having an unbelievable year, but all that to say, like, I'm not really worried about him going and playing WHL or the AHL next year. I think it's fine either way. Um, I am curious to know though, like 22 games is at least somewhat substantial. So I feel like that would count because it's the four year or 20 years old, which is so weird. Like it's so fucking weird. Oh my God, that's such a weird how they land? I wonder how they landed on that number. <laughs> ah, four. But you know four when years. the rule was made, there was a player that they were either trying to get out or keep in, and that's where all of this was built around. And they look back and they're like, fuck, was this worth it? Like that guy, mm, I don't even know who that guy is. Mm. Uh, Again, I, I've said it a million times. It's the dumbest fucking rule in the world. I fucking hate it, dude. I hate that. It makes no sense. It's so, oh, whatever. Because there are some kids that are just like, immediately they outgrow the what, any what, OHL, QMJHL, WHL, whatever. But like they like literally aren't allowed to go play in the A if the team's what, like whatever. I don't know. I, so they need to fix that. They And it's been brought up before. And then the NHL's like, nah. We're gonna keep it. We're in the sweet spot. I'm like, no, you're in the fucking terrible spot. Everyone hates. Everyone hates this. Like, no one likes this at all, other than like the people that make money and then the fucking CHL. But whatever, it is what it is. We can move on. We have to move on, or I'll cry. All right. Well, any other uh, NA or wild prospects in the WHL you want to spend any time on here before we get into the WHL draft eligibles? Your top ten list. I don't think so. So we can jump right into the draft at 2024 NHL draft segment here. Um, we'll go through the top 10. I threw a couple honorable mentions and I only have so much to say about a 
a couple of them. We can even just leave those. But no, that's okay. We're already 50 minutes in here, so we can just jump right into it. Well, let's let's give her then. So uh, what we've done here, and uh, we've got the breakdown of each player, like basic stats, whatever. Z's going to go through each of them, and this is his personal rankings for all WHL draft eligibles. We got a top 10. We've got some honorable mentions, um, but we've also included his range, and that's just kind of roughly where he could see them going or where he thinks they should go, maybe. I mean, you tell us, Z, is the range where you expect them to go or where you think they should go? That's where I would have them going. So I I think, like, for example, the guy that we're going to start with, I think he's going to lower than I have him. So um, it's my personal, like, this is – he could go in this range, and it feels fair and right to me personally. And a couple of them are very much subject to change, by the way. So I'll throw that disclaimer out there. Well, all of them are subject to change. This is where you stand today, February 21st, 2024. So let's hit it here, Z. We've got number one in your WHL 2024 NHL draft class, Berkeley Catton, center out of the Spokane Chiefs. What do we got here? I love this player. I've gotten, so as you can see down here, my range for Berkeley Cattons, anywhere from three to six. Um, I think he will go later than that, probably. Um, He is... He does legitimately everything well, and his offensive upside is comical. Like, playmaking, goal scoring. I think that stat line actually we – oh, no, actually, no, it is cha- It is edited to the change I made like an hour ago. He I'm literally making these right line. now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Whatever. Um, captain was captain last year for Spokane. Like, he – the ceiling for him is – like top line point per game player. He's a dynamic playmaker. He's a great skater. He also has a fantastic defensive game. Um, so for me, he's easily like I kind of put him in his own tier. And like some of these guys that, that we'll mention in the top 10 are legit like top 10 contenders. For me, he's in his own category, not just because of how good of a season he's having for Spokane, but like we've seen this from him for a couple of years now where like as a double underage or last WHL, he's one of the best players I've seen play. So I, I love every aspect of this kid's game. I think his ceiling is insanely high. And, and just like the fact that he also has a two way game to go with the ridiculous offense is just a massive plus. And again, Spokane's like they're a playoff team. They're going to be good, but they're not like a contender at all in terms of like the WHL playoffs Memorial cup. Um, but you know, two year captain as such a young guy, love him. So Berkeley had an easily my number one rated prospect out of the WHL this season. Um, lots of, lots of love about, about Berkeley. big fan. So where realistically is he being slated right now by the quote unquote experts? He's probably closer to 10. I think part of that has to do with like the hard on everyone has right now for Salayev. Um, which That's I get guy, it. Though. Yeah, no, there, I mean, there are a couple. So like the thing with him or well, a couple of the other guys, um, this, I think there's going to be a huge run on defensemen very early in the draft. Like sure. even now, like even more than we've said before, like there are more defensemen who are just getting hurt. Even like a guy, I think someone's going to take Yakubchuk before they take him. So 
you know, and I get that because some of the tools that some of these defensemen do have are like very, very, very appealing. But um, I think the run on defensemen is going to start very early again. I feel like the last couple of years, it's been unexpected how many like defensemen get taken very early. Like last year was outrageous almost. But how many guys end up going in the first round that I <laughs> wouldn't have taken there? Yeah. Um, so I think that run on those defensemen will push some of the other like guys that I would probably lean on for top five, top six, whatever. Um, like there's going to be a ripple effect for a few guys and cat definitely falls in that, in that pool. The fact that he's five eleven, you know, is going to really, uh, really affect a whole lot of, uh, rankings, I think, but he <laughs> is like Berkeley Cadden is absurd. Like he is so fucking good, dude. It's on. He, he ruled. I love this kid. Fair enough. All right. Moving on to number two, we have Caden Lindstrom, center out of Medicine Hat Tigers. He is. So he. Um, un- so one thing that's going to affect possibly his where, wherever he goes is the fact that he's been hurt for a little bit now. But this is a six foot four. He's listed at two sixteen. He's probably closer, like two twenty five. Uh, center who another guy excellent two-way game but his offensive upside is through the roof like he's unbelievably smart so again dynamic playmaker while being a goal scoring threat i mean he's actually put up way more goals than i thought he would at this point like he's only played in 32 games this year um because of this injury but he's got 27 goals which before this year like it's like oh that's a really good big playmaking center he's probably like tail end of the first early second and you'll get like a steal possibly at this point he's easily top i mean my range right here listed is anywhere from four to seven which actually i think even with this injury is going to prove to be accurate in the long run just because you're getting a six foot four 200 or whatever about uh like ridiculously high offensive center um and he is fucking mean like if he doesn't have it one night he will be like just the biggest prick on the ice he hammers guys um but the trajectory within the last two years has been crazy so that's why he started tracking before the year started and then he the beginning of this season like since the Holinka gretzky tournament where he was one of their best boards for canada um he just he just continued on that track so between the size, the two-way game, and how like how much boom potential there is for a kid like Caden Lindstrom, I think he does ultimately end up going anywhere from four to seven or so. So I feel like that'll end up being accurate. But again, the two-way center that just happens to be fucking massive and mean as shit. Um, you're getting a kid at 17, 18 years old with some of the highest upside in this draft. So that's why I put him at number two. Seems reasonable. All right, moving on to number three. Tish Aginla, left wing Kelowna Rockets. Another guy that the trajectory has been insane this year. Um, again, Kelowna, they'll be a playoff team. They're not by any means a contender. Um, before this year, it was kind of just like, uncontrolled chaos when he was on the ice where he was just like touching the puck and immediately like shot, shoot goal, 
maybe hopefully and then just like skating like a fucking madman um this year he's like point i don't know six or seven goals per game he's got 37 goals in 52 games to go along with 28 assists for 65 points but um he's a good size he's gonna get bigger too but the skating is decent enough where this offensive upside that he's flashing this year like there are certain guys who if there's skating problems there's some guys that like that's just not correctable but there's nothing about the skating we can fix here him it's a lot different like that there's at least some like top speed what he gets there that's like oh okay so at least there is a baseline of like if we could just correct a few mechanical things um we can get him to display some some significantly better skating uh, prowess, but within that's the case with him. But the thing with this year is like he's always had a great shot. This year he's a more selective in terms of like letting these shots go in like just better areas of the ice, like higher percentage. So I think he is a very smart player. Um, but he like at this point is only scoring huge goals. I think he has like four or five OT winners. Like he did on Monday, he scored another OT winner. He's a big time, big, if any big game, he's going to show up. Um, and again, he's a decent enough two way winger that like, you're not really worried about him being like a power play merchant or just like all offense, but the trajectory with him, I think he will be flirting with top 10 by the end of the year. So I have his range right now, anywhere from 12 to 20. There are certain people that are putting him in the top 10 already. Um, but the start of the year, everyone was curious to see if like his crazy production offensively was going to continue, if there was going to be any longevity there. And he's only like just – it just hasn't even come close to like plateauing or like going down at all. Like he is only getting better this year. It also helps he's going to have a pretty um, – good role model or someone to bounce ideas off and uh, Jerome McGinley, his father, you know, that's decent oh, guy to decent guy to have on your side. Wild fans wouldn't know anything about him. No, no, never heard of him. Um, Do, but, how, how similar is his game to Papa McGinley? Like, is it very similar shades of it or are they just completely different animals? Um, I would say he's more flashy, less like he's not going to fight guys all the time. like he's not going to like, look to get what he he's not afraid to get the mix he's, he is. He's, al he's allowed to play in the who yeah, yeah exactly. listen he's, he's yeah yeah he, like again luck could like jerome again could fight and oh, enjoyed yeah. fighting um and he just happened to also have in his bag like 100 point potential every year tish again has got the 100 point potential he's not afraid to like get in the mix super physical like he's not afraid of it but that's not going to be something that like you're like oh yeah he's got that in his bag too like you're taking him for the high upside the boot potential because like this year it is like some of the goals he scored this year are absurd so big fan of tish again that's why i put him at three um and i feel like that range is fair 12 to 20 and again i could see him getting close to like 10 11 um but yeah Love Tish again. Love one of the one of the like most fun players to watch in this draft class. And I'm he's got top six high goal scoring potential written all over him. And he's got the playmaking to go along with that too. Okay. That that sounds pretty okay. All right, moving on to number four. Carter Yakumchuk, right-handed defenseman, 
Calgary Hitman. Oh, yeah. So this is a guy. So my range that we listed here, again, same as Tisha Ginla, 1220. I think he's going to go way earlier. He will probably be a top eight guy. Number one, if you're a defenseman who is as big as he is, six foot three, right around 200 pounds, and you're fucking mean, like mean on the ice, automatically NHL teams love you. But this year in particular, he is flashing way more offensive. Like, he's always had the offense in his bag. This year, I mean, he's almost at a point per game for – oh, actually, he's over a point per game for Calgary now. Um, 55 points in 52 games to go along with 103 penalty minutes. Um, I think he will go top eight. I think Bobby Mack had him, like, five, something like that. Maybe it was – Wow. That might have been uh, what's his uh, Pronman for the athletic. Um, and I would feel safer with the 12 to 20 range just because I do think there are certain limitations with the offense at the NHL level where, like, he'll flash occasional, like, deceptiveness of the blue line. But some of the points that he is picking up are pretty hopeful, like, shots, like, from the corner that just like, get tipped or end up as, like, second assists. Um, and it's not super consistent, but I mean, he is, at, he's having, he picked a pretty good year to just absolutely light up the score sheet. Um, but again, you're talking about a right-handed D man that's six foot three, right around 200 pounds. Um, that's tough as shit and has this offensive upside. I do think that screams top 10, especially with the run on defense and we're seeing the last couple of years. Sure. Um, so initially this was a guy that like felt, regardless of where Minnesota ended up just to put a Minnesota spin on this, whether they like just make the first round and get bounced in the first round, or if they just miss, even if they wanted to do that. Um, I always thought like he should be a player that's in that range. If they just miss out in the playoffs and the picking like 20 or whatever, I don't think he's going to be there. Like I think he'll be gone way before that, but this is a perfect player to add to the defense pool. Cause like they've got just missing the playoffs wouldn't be 20. Just missing the playoffs is like 15. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> In that range, then. I think he'll be gone. By, like, well, whatever, dude. He'll be gone. Like, I do think he is going to end up being a top 10 um, sure. guy. If not top 10, like 11. <laughs> like, he's going. Like, the uh, NHL teams so, are so, on record. So, they fucking so, love him. You're going to put it um, on the line. He will go top 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. There you go. Um, but God, would he look so good at this Minnesota Wild like prospect pool? Because again, like we've got a bunch of like specifically left shot D man who they you've got a good mix of like some guys who are like all offense that are very high ceiling. Defensive game might be a worry. You've got a couple guys again on the left side that play a well rounded game for Minnesota. Um and there's a couple guys that are just very defensively stout guys, both on right side and left side. I think a big high potential guy that like is fucking I, when I say he's mean, like anytime someone hits him, like he wants to go like he's like, fuck, like he's like insulted anytime anyone like for, for checks him. He's just like, oh, you suck. Like, get back here, you son of a bitch. Like, I'm also going to put up three points later, by the way. Gordy Howe hat trick, keep the change. Yeah. Um, but the like, just the offensive upside that he's shown this year that's like on another level as years past. Like, it's, it's, that's why his, 
that's why teams already do love him for sure. But um, I think by the time Minnesota picks, he will for sure be gone. Um, but solid, solid. Like the the foundation there is just like I think he's a high floor, very high floor guy. Just given the fact that he's a decent enough defensive defenseman, plus he's got the size and grit. So we'll see. But I do think by the time Minnesota picks, he I would be shocked if he's available. All right. Well, let's move on to number five then. Andrew Basha, left wing, medicine at Tigers. Sneaky one of my favorite players in the draft. Um, again, another guy that for the past probably two years, WHL is like an underager, has been one of the more skilled, very fun to watch players. So he's got like a really long track record of just like, being so good in the WHL. Um, they list him at six foot. I feel like that's they're being nice, I think. I, he's probably going to five. I just want to throw that out there. Um, but like one of the better, well, one of the best players in the WHL, specifically like in transition. Like again, I think I actually mentioned him either last week or two weeks ago. I don't know. Um, but like his ability to just get through insane traffic through the neutral zone gain the ozone and then just either set up a chance for himself or just create like possession the offensive zone is like uncanny easily one of the best in the whl at that specific so like he's definitely more of a playmaker for sure he's got he's having a real nice offensive year 69 points in 51 games i'm care i'm very curious to see where nhl teams land on him i think the fact that he's not like the biggest dude in the world um someone's you know there's certain teams yeah yeah exactly you know what they're not actually gonna look into that um but i think his lack of like physicality and like willingness to really get in the mix at times that might hurt him just in terms of where he ends up to if, if he goes outside the first round i will riot like he, there's no way i've have his range 2025 i would also probably even to be honest with you i could probably change that to like 16 25 um but again unbelievably high offensive upside defense work in progress but that's most that's the case for most of these kids playing junior hockey yeah um but it's at least manageable but like the skating ability the deceptiveness like and the playmaking i think he's got a very high ceiling for sure so one another one of my sneaky favorites just overall in any region for this draft class um sneaky all name team by the way basha kind of sick um, I think it's a good name, but in a pretty deep draft class when it comes yeah. to the prestigious all-name team, I don't know that he's scratching it, but it, it is a cool name. Uh, I think this next name is actually a lot cooler. And also, Z, this is the first one. It's one of two in your top ten that I feel like you haven't really discussed with me. Uh, we have Miguel Marquez, right-wing Lethbridge Hurricanes. Yeah, and another guy, and like this has been the theme. I feel like it's been the theme, like in the WHL specifically, but like crazy trajectory where Marquez has looked at like mid to late second round pick type of player coming into this year. Um, but this season for Lethbridge, again, another team that's not necessarily like a contender in any sense. 
So there's not a whole lot of guys on that team that are like sniffing a point per game. I don't think um, 60 points in 53 games, but like the way he's doing it is electric dynamic playmaking. He's got a phenomenal shot, but like he is one of the smartest players, I think in the WHL again, another guy with a great two way game. Um, so that also helps, but he's gritty. He's got like, the the foundational skill the, the the hands like the quick deceptive hands are so fun to watch and again just like the trajectory has been out of this world and another guy that's just like started hot and only got better as the year has gone on um so yeah definitely the first let me brought him up i think he does end up right around this range i have him 25 to 32 i think another guy that like if he goes outside the the first round i will be livid um so this is again. I think the th- the thing with him is just like the upside is cr- is insane. Just like some of the plays that he's making this year, and like the advanced decision making and like reading of plays too. Another one of those guys is just like he's clearly thinking three plays ahead. So I love Miguel Marquez. Great name. Great name. Great player. Really important fact too for everyone. Um, that's twice now that Z's talked about a WHL prospect here that he will be furious if they end up outside the first round. I believe the last time that Z said that about a WHL player, they were the last pick in the second round somehow, and it turned out that it was absolutely hmm. bust of a pick. Am I? I don't know. Am I misremembering that? No, I think you got that right. I think you nailed it. Uh, Riley Height. Riley Height was the player slept on. So watch for either of these guys if they do slip into the second to be yet another of the uh, amalgamation of Judd's buds that uh, Judd just swoops in and looks like a genius yet again. Even though everyone will be upset that you didn't take Gabe Perot and they'll probably never get over it. So Yeah, they'll play a riot. I mean, yeah. He's used to riots, though. I mean, he did come from Vancouver. Yeah, he, he likes it, actually. That, um, that should make you happy. Come on. Right, Come on. exactly. We, we don't like the 2011 jokes? All right. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Fine. I'm on Isha's side now. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next guy up here at number seven on the WHL draft eligibles for the 2024 NHL draft. Ryder Ritchie, which this is the first guy on this list that I'm like, yeah, this this screams all name to me. Don't, don't you feel like on his way to the draft, he should be like pulling up on a Harley, you know, like he's just like possibly with like a marb red behind his ear, like it's a like leather just all leathered out you know i feel like that's yeah great I, name i i actually simple but effective i get that vibe from him but i also get it from number eight on your list who we'll be getting into after this like i don't know why <laughs> that name gives me the same kind of vibe they're completely different names but i still get it <laughs> it's the versatility of yeah, uh bikers yeah. well Ryder richie <laughs> yeah fuck um so Ryder Ritchie is going to be one of the players this year that I will be particularly interested in, like seeing where they go. Um, for me, he's easily, easily a first round draft pick. He's been such a victim of the environment that he's in. Like Prince Albert sucks. They are 
You have the range 25 to 32. He's an easy first rounder. Yeah. I j- yeah. Easy. <laughs> okay. If Fair. it wasn't easy, I would, I would have put it like 40. Um, he is an unbelievable skater. Some of the best quickest hands in this draft. And unfortunately, like him playing in Prince Albert has done just like, I mean, there's just no offense to be had there. So the fact that he's, and plus he was hurt in the middle of the season, that didn't help either. Um, But the fact that he's even like sniffing a point per game is just impressive in itself. But he is like just an incredibly shifty playmaker. Again, like some of the fastest, most best, most deceptive hands in this class um, to go along with one of the better skaters here. He's also super young, um, which believe it or not does like factor into a lot of these rankings, but, um, but the hockey IQ is just off the charts too. So like, again, I, I I would say if he was not playing for Prince Albert, I think he would still be in that like 15 to 20 range, but just like the fact that so many other players have, have been in better positions and have skyrocketed in terms of like their trajectory has definitely hurt him through like realistically no actual fault of his own. Um, but again, like the playmaking is off the charts. He's so fun to watch the skating. So like uh, we talked about this before 2024, so many players in this class are just like all the tools in the world. But for him, the thing is like, he also has the hockey IQ, which the advanced hockey says to go along with it. So I wish he wasn't fucking playing at Prince Albert. Um, I can't do anything about that, obviously. Um, but he's also just another grinding two way forward too. So I think he just marries like just every kind of tool that you want in a player. There's decent enough upside to make him like, he probably should be like the 15, 20 conversation. Um, but to be safe and what feels realistic, I put him in 25 to uh, 32, but um, I think anyone that takes him late first round, they're going to end up with a steal on their hands just because of like the foundational tools to go along with the hockey senses. He's a hell of a player. I really, really like Ryder Ritchie. And also, like we said, great name. Um, great. Yeah. Name. yeah. Like, dude, he's going to be on your first power play unit. He's going to be killing penalties. Like he's going to be effective in every area of the game. Like he's such a fucking good player. He's just like, it's such a shitty like environment for a kid trying to get drafted high. Um, so it is what it is. Fair. Now going on to his uh, Harley brethren here. Mm. Number eight, Tanner Howe, left wing with the Regina Pats. Fascinating case study in like prospects. Cause like another kid. So he's one of the older players in this draft, which I think also factors in like he just missed I gotta pull up his actual. I want to make sure I have it right. Like, uh, yeah, he's a November '05, so he missed out on last year's draft by like just over a month. So, I think weirdly, people have also like held that against him more than I expected. But um, another like very high offensive upside. The skating for me is a bit of an issue, but everyone was putting up or everyone was putting a lot of his point or offensive production point totals last couple of years, they were holding the fact 
that he was playing with Bedard against him. Real realistically, like he probably played away from Connor Bedard more often than he played with Connor Bedard for Regina. Um, and again, like even with Bedard, they were like barely a playoff team. Um, ended up having a great series against I think it was Kamloops in the first round, took him to seven games, but um but like he started this year, no Bedard, Regina worse, even worse than they were last year. And he is putting up the same, like I think close to the exact same like points per game as he was before. And the thing that's very impressive about that is like, he is doing it by himself. So like he creates offense. He's got a phenomenal shot. One of the better shots, at least in the WHL for this draft class. Um, so it's just been interesting. Like he hasn't really gotten a whole lot of love for like basically doing what he was doing last year, but even more like impressively this year. Um, which again, I just think it's kind of fascinating that like because of so many other players having like crazy trajectory this year, he kind of yeah. gets lost. He kind of gets lost in that mix, but like whether he's playing for team Canada, whether he's playing by himself, basically for Regina, he's just like, well over a point per game doing the exact same thing as he's been doing forever. People are like, ah, yeah, but he played with Bedard. Like, but he didn't. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, you, you see where he's slotted right now for you. I'm exactly. Sure. I'm putting myself in you that know, conversation. You know where he's fucking going to go? He's going to go in the second round to Chicago. It's going to fucking uh, happen. God, don't put that evil you know on that's me, happening. Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. It's just going to happen. Yeah. But I don't want it. <laughs> Again, I my only concerns with him specifically and the reason I have him where I do is like the skating is a legitimate concern. Like I don't think he's very interested whatsoever in defense. So the threat like the the risk there taking him too high is like are we getting a kid that can that's just going to put up like 40 goals every year in junior hockey and then not really know what to do at the nhl level but i think that's the extreme i don't actually think that's the case so i still have to have him in my top 10 i think he should be still a first round guy i got him like anywhere from 30 to 40 but for me like 30 31 32 feels about right right now and i could see if he pops he's gonna be like whatever team takes him there will be laughing because he does have that legit offensive upside he is he is fun to watch offensively and like the ability to create offense for himself too is just unbelievably impressive. So, um, yeah, I had him there, but I do think he like just does get lost because he played with Bedard. Like, but it's crazy. Like he also still has sixty nine points in fifty six games on a shitty team. Like, he should be getting more credit even from myself. Um, but because you know he happened Shame. to play with Bedard for a little bit, he I feel like that gets held against him. So, um. I think he should be a first rounder and I like him a lot. He's fun to watch. So we'll see. Fair. Well, here's another all name team consideration. And that's the second guy in the top 10 that I feel like we really haven't talked about. Maybe I've just blacked out when you did. Um, Tarek Parashak, right wing Prince George Cougars. Who, why does that team sound familiar? Hmm. Not sure. Um, that that was awful. <laughs> yeah, don't know why. Um, <laughs> if I could do this again, I would have put him probably in the first round. For, I think I have. Yeah, I have his range thirty-five to forty-five. 
So, start of the year, he put up, I think he scored 12 goals in his first 10 WHL games. And a couple of those were like Riley Height, Zach Funk putting like pucks on a fucking tee and just like serving a backdoor tappins. As the year's gone on, he is apparently a super dynamic playmaking forward who's very smart. He again, decent enough skater. He's not like an elite skater, but he is like he's fine. He had an assist last night that like ultimately because it the assist itself was a shot on goal. It's not as impressive, but if you just rewind the tape, he takes the puck from behind his own net, beats two separate four checkers, then he beats one for the neutral zone who goes off changes, who then comes back to support and then just like butter carves carves both defensemen and the guy that came on to change another guy. He cooked to the neutral zone. And then the goalie made a skate blade save. And then I think it was Zach Funk tapped in for the goal. So we got the assist on that. His production this year has been insane. I think he was barely on a whole lot of people's radars. Like I think a lot of people coming in another guy this year, probably mid second, probably even late second, early third round pick, just because he does have so many, like, like the thing that he's always had is that skill, but he never was really on a team that like, I mean, this is his, he played one playoff game. I think last year in WHL, he was playing like, I don't even know what the league's called. Like the Canadian scholastic fuck. It's like Canadian prep hockey. Like it was like literally playing high school hockey last year and then entered the WHL wasn't playing. He didn't even get a call up to Holinka Gretzky in the summer. So like a pretty virtual unknown. And then immediately was like flirting with two points a game, in the WHL, like goal scoring, playmaking. And it was, it, it's been unbelievable. And he has not slowed down where even just in the past, like three or four months, he's gotten significantly better where he is oftentimes, whatever line he's on, he is driving the offense. Like it goes through him, which yeah, sure. Prince George loaded. And there were a few points at, at, point like early in the season there were a few times where like a few of his points were getting were courtesy of someone else making like a ridiculous play or it was only a power play whatever at this point now like he is one of their two three four like go-to playmakers um so i think ultimately it's going to be undeniable to take him late first round and i think there's teams that probably convince themselves to take him like even in the middle of the first round i think there's decent enough upside to talk yourself into that. I think if he had been the WHL last year and shown obviously not like point per game potential, but like shown a little bit more and people had more exposure to him, it would be a no doubt like anywhere from 10 to 15 at this point, just because of how ridiculous he's been in the WHL this season. But like, it is not an easy league to just step into as like a 16, 17 year old. And he literally, I think his first game this year had like four points. I was like, Oh, that's pretty good. Um, and then he just didn't slow down. So the, uh, just again, talk about trajectory. Like he is the definition of this year's, like he might be the biggest riser so far. I even, I still have him 30 to 40 or 35 to 45, which if I could do that again, I would have, probably put it in the same range as Tanner Howe. Um, but I would just like to see it a little bit more, I think, 
you know, in comparison with those two, like I've seen it from Tanner Howe for a couple of years, mostly because I can stream his games. <laughs> I couldn't do that before Tarek Parasek. Um, but it, it is crazy. Like he didn't even get a consideration to go to the Holinka Gretzky, like national team call-ups, literally playing prep school hockey in Canada. And then just hits the WHL. He's got like 78 points in 56 games. <laughs> Cause he put up a couple more last night. Um, but I think I think ultimately he will be first round, like no doubt. Actually, realistic again, I put thirty five to forty five mostly because I had him at nine, and I had to put him a little bit lower than the other guys. But um, if I can do it again, I would have probably done the same range as Tanner Howe, thirty to forty. All right, fair. We're moving on then to the final of your top ten. We will get to some honorable mentions as well. But number 10 for the WHL, we have Charlie Ellick, right-handed defenseman, Brandon Wheat Kings. Yeah, one, and this is one that, and then realistically, I'm looking at the list now, him and Richie are probably the only two that are lower than I would have put them at the start of the year. Um, the thing with Charlie Ellick is another right-handed D-man. He's six foot three, 190 whatever pounds. He's been playing in the WHL for a couple of years at a high level. Last year, Brandon was significantly better than they are this year. Um, this year, he's just really, really stagnated. Like in the probably the past two years, you've seen so many plays of him flashing like very smart, high hockey IQ plays. Where now he's like reverting to like just trying to take the puck the blue line and beat everybody wide and skate to the net and score goals himself. His defensive game this year has been not on the same level at all as years past. So I think coming in, you probably would have had him, again, probably closer to the middle of the first round. Um, at this point, I think, what's my range? 40 to 50 feels fair. Ultimately, because he's a six foot three, uh, right shot D-man who's pretty mean and physical, I think he'll get taken higher than I probably would have. But um, the thing with him, like, he does have, again, right shot demon, so automatically plus 10 points uh, or plus 10 spots. Um, but skating plus defensive game, in the, like, a, historically has been a plus, and the fact that he's very physical, like, so he's got those tools, and he's flashed really, really high upside, uh, offensive upside in years past. It's just this year just has not clicked for him like he's got 24 points in 54 games realistically if you're a defenseman that's going to go in the first round um yeah. you probably in like playing junior hockey you probably should be flirting with a point per game um so it's just been or a be weird, seven feet tall or be yeah seven feet i mean he has that though he's got he's six three which is seven feet you know same thing actually maybe nine, six five nine, makes me nine, i feel like six five is the cutoff realist x now i think about it for mm. like oh, he's basically seven fucking feet tall no, being being five eleven and having them be nice to you and call you six feet, you're something. You're a giant. Yeah, that, yeah, true. That's a good point. Um, but I think I have a feeling. Again, I think he will go higher than where I have him at forty to fifty, just because he's ha he has a really solid track record. He's been a hockey Canada guy too, um, in terms of like getting called up to like. Polenka Gretzky's U18, U17, Five Nations, um, U18 World Championships. So the track record's been there. It's just probably a guy that kind of falls victim to like the 
the environment that he's in right now and just this weird drop off specifically like offensively honestly because he's still like he's still probably averaging like over two and a half three minutes a game just killing penalties this year for brandon um but again just like a really weird drop off like more than you would have expected even if he, he was in like a shitty team there there have been even like games where they've deferred from him on their power play like so i kind of see some red flags in there but like at the same time you're talking about six foot three right shot demon who skates really well who has a track record of just being a solid two-way demon not necessarily like a point per game like first power play unit nhl type defenseman but i think he can be like he's shown in the past he should be able to be like a reliable mobile um second pair guy so i think like he looks to me like a number four but like a solid number four um and i think like for all of those type defensemen too if like you can be a projector like, yeah he might not pop off offensively but he's very reliable then i think that gets you a lot of points but um ultimately the fact that he's right he shoots right-handed and he is six foot three will definitely help him so we'll see where he ends up um but again coming into the year he probably was a mid first round i just i i don't know drop off's been a bit concerning uh, but yeah that's our top 10 and i'm sure when we if pass in the like actually it's like three weeks i'll be like actually everyone in my top 10 is no longer in my top 10 anymore i hate them all i stubbed my toe i'm starting <laughs> i didn't sleep well well i came and said i don't sleep well, yeah, I sleep well. <laughs> yeah that's true um something will happen something very minor i will have a minor issue in my day and i'm like motherfucker let me go change my inconvenience. all my rankings are done oh, i'm changing it it'll be after you scurry but, um um, I saw a question. We should definitely well, we got a couple throw a list out We're going to hit, but we should, I mean, do we want to address questions first or do we want to hit honorable mentions first? Let's do this. I'll name the honorable mentions I threw in there and then I'll only like briefly just okay. touch on a couple that I'm like, I probably sure. will put him by the end of the year. Fair. So, so here I have just the first yeah. group here because I can only fit so many on the scroll. It's the ones that you had to find ranges for where the ones on the next group are just kind of like in the 50s plus kind of range. Yeah. So. Oh, sorry. I, I can announce them for you. Honorable mentions for the WHL. We have Harrison Brunicky, left-handed defenseman from Kamloops Blazers. Whoa. Uh, Adam, is it Jekko? Right wing Edmonton Oil Kings and Clark Caswell, left wing Swift Current Broncos. Yeah. And the one of these three that really sticks out is like, I think by the end of the year, I would probably put him in my top 10 WHL guys. I know my buddies over Elite Prospects have him in their first round. Harrison Brunicky, left hand D man from Camloops, six foot three, 190 pounds. The big thing with him is he plays for the Kamloops Blazers, who, um, if you forgot, traded every single asset that they could possibly have ever had in their life for Olin Zellweger last year. And they immediately, after this year ended, or last year ended, they lost, like, Caden Bank here, Kyle Masters, Olin Zellweger, half of their fucking team. So they are, I think they're the worst team in the WHL this year. Um and his big profile is like he is a big, extremely mobile, high offensive upside D man. Like, 
And he has no opportunity to flash any of that offense this year, like at all. Um, so through 48 games, he still has 10 goals, which is just like impressive in and of itself um, to go along with 11 assists, 21 points. Um, and he has, again, being on Camlins means that you're going to be on the ice when you play, when you, I mean, when you're playing like almost 30 minutes a night, you're going to be on the, for the worst team in WHL, you're going to be on the ice for a lot of goals against. Um, but defensively, he is sound. It's just stat like he's dash 12. It doesn't look, it doesn't look like that's the case. But if you've watched him for a few years, like a kid that that's, he's that big, he's that mobile. Um, and his, like, he is so smart with it, like his, like, on and off puck game. Like he is very fun to watch in the offensive zone too, where he is one of the like dynamic um, offensive, like creating defensemen in this, in this class, or at least in the WHL. Um, so like when he's running their power play, it is fun to watch. Like he single-handedly creates almost all of their scoring chances from the back end. Um, so I do think by the end of the season or well, which I guess there's only, so many games left before they had the WHL playoffs, but um, he was the one that I was trying really hard to put my top 10. Um, And again, like there are certain people who will put him the range that I listed like 40 to 55. Meanwhile, you've got my buddies over at EP elite prospects. I think they had like 22, 23. Um, But a lot of that just has to do with the fact that he has every foundational tool that you want in terms of skating skill, IQ, um, sound defensive game to go along with the fact that he's six foot three. Like it, that just is a pretty, it's pretty good. Um, so that was the one I was like battling with. I just had a longer track. Honestly, I was like actually kicking myself about Charlie Ellick over him. Because even though Ellick has a track record and this season's been just not the same player that we've seen in the past couple of years, like I do think like the this specifically the skating and the like pr- play creation from the back end, I think Bernicki might actually just have a higher upside. So I, it might even just sitting here now, I wish I kind of swapped those two, but um, he's definitely one to watch. He's he, he, is a very good player. I really like watching him. Um, it just like Cam Loops is so bad. <laughs> like, I mean, so fucking bad. It's like he has no one to pass the puck to. Yeah, but so, like, dude, there are times like, where he's turned the puck over the blue line. Like you're like looking at him, like, oh, he doesn't want to give the puck to any of these motherfuckers. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, but think about it. how good they're going to be in like 13 years when they get all those draft yeah. picks. Yeah, when they drafted, where when they uh. Yeah, they've been well. They've been trading <laughs> picks for players that haven't been born yet. You know that that you know, that usually has a bit of an effect. <laughs> He'll retire by the time that those draft picks come to fruition. You know what I mean? But by the time they get all their picks back with all the picks they traded last year, this, he'll have retired from the NHL. This is the prime crop. We see all the parents that are going to have kids that year. Yeah, they're not the ones boozing and smoking right now. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. We, we have our sources at the hospital. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> per source. Per hospital source. Oh, man. All right. Do we want to move on to the remainder of the honorable mentions? 
Yeah, um, let me bring up. Or do you care about either of these two? Uh, I think the last couple honorable. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, we can move on. Uh, uh, right. Adam Jekko and Clark Cat. Actually, they are both very interesting, but I mean, yeah. not enough. Though. Not not interesting not enough, though, so we're going to move on. Uh, so here in the remainder of the honorable mentions, we've got Carson Wetch, uh, right wing Calgary hitman. We've got Ollie Josephson, uh, center Red Deer Rebels. We've got Taryn Smith, left-handed defenseman, Everett Silvertips, and we've got Colton Roberts, right-handed defenseman, Vancouver Giants. I, I got to lead with this, Z. Please, please, please tell me that Ollie Josephson is just like a motherfucker, like a badass, because I don't know if I've ever like heard such a cupcake name as Ollie Josephson. He is, he's, um, okay. Oh, he is a cupcake. Okay. No, but like he is also so like one of my favorite things about so actually and I just looked at the comments that and this definitely was not about Ollie Josephson, but <laughs> Sean Gro Cosgrove threw in their all vibes team question mark. I would throw uh, Ollie Josephson in all in the all vibes team. He is okay. nasty. So like 56 games this year for Red Deer, he's got nine goals and 31 assists. One of like the most fun playmakers at center this year. I, I mean, I think ultimately when he ends up in the NHL, just the, he is so small. Like he, he's listed 5'11", 176, Pat. Like that feels very kind. Um, but same it time, was, he's unbelievably feet. strong. They, they didn't push it to six feet. They knew that that would get I called know. for bullshit. But 5'11", everyone's like, well, you're shorter than six feet. We don't care. Well, we can't lie that bad, you know. Like this is that's a bridge too far, you know. Fucking, um, all he is like he's got ridiculous skill and like one of those players who like half of the assists that he has, like they're him just serving these backdoor no look feeds. Like he is so fun to watch, and he's got he's a phenomenal skater as well. But like. The shot is not that like he's got no, he does not shoot. He does not like shooting. Nine goals in 56 games played. Yeah, not, not right. Awesome. And, and Red Deer's not great, but he's also got 31 assists. You look like the difference between assists and goals. Like there are sometimes some of these players will just like hit one year the WHL or any junior hockey. And it's like if they have more goals and assists, then it's like eh, maybe we keep an eye on, unless it's like, 50 fucking goals and 20 assists when it's like close you're like eh, okay is he just like kind of like getting his chance like is he are people just serving him just like easy easy goals whatever but like with him he he is the centerpiece of red deer's offense and he's very very fun of doing it but the reason i put him in the all vibes team is just like he's the one that net front scrum He's got like this six foot four menacing D man, like just trying to goad him into anything, like punching him in the face. And he's just sitting there laughing. He's like, okay, all right. And then next, next time he touches the puck, he will walk that guy and just like laugh and then serve up a backdoor. So that's why I put him in the all vibes team. He's very fun. I like him a lot. Like he's got weird Brandon Duhame vibes where he's just sitting on the bench screaming as a fight's happening in front of him. He's not going to be in the fight, but he's just going to sit there and fucking scream as it happens. Well, not even. I think he's just like fucking. I think he's quietly chirping like fucking idiot. Like the one like you get chirped and like two days later, like, 
You son of a bitch. <laughs> Motherfucker. I, don't, I don't mean this in the wrong way, but it almost kind of gives off like stoner vibes. Just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, you say what you want. <laughs> you remember what he said like two days later, like, that nah, was fucking good. <laughs> um, but he is like, he does have legit offensive upside. Like he is such a smart player in the offensive zone, like just dynamic playmaking. So I do like him a lot. Um, so we'll see where he winds up and the rank he goes in. I feel like he could be a mid to early second round guy. I put him 60 plus right now, just because there's so many other like, big toolsy guys I could see go before him, but um he's definitely one to track. And definitely and like another guy like decent trajectory too. Like he's kind of like not a no name, but like virtually yeah. somewhat unknown. But um but yeah he's a very fun player. The only other guy from this group that I'm very intrigued by is Colton Roberts, another massive fucking right shot D man. Uh six foot four, hundred and ninety four pounds out of Vancouver. Um mean big skates he is an unbelievable skater so anytime you can like have that a guy that big that skates that well you love that and again right shot we love it yeah um, 32 <laughs> yeah yeah that's tough vancouver vancouver i think the last i do think vancouver at one point lost three three games in a row and the fewest amount of goals they gave up was like seven <laughs> you're like oh shit that sucks like, uh, that's another team. They had a bunch of guys leave for the NHL, so that, that hurt them this year. But, um, but a big right shot team that skates as well as he does, and is as mean as he is. And like the points don't necessarily reflect how good he is, I don't think, because I think there's decent offensive upside there too. Um, so Colton Roberts for me is definitely another one to track. I think he'll probably go. I put him 60 plus right now just to be safe for myself. Um, but I think he would be if someone takes him in like the middle of the second round, you're probably getting a guy that's going to play in the NHL for a long time, be a very reliable, mean defensive defenseman. Um, and the defense isn't so bad that like you just like, can't work with it. Like he's not going to be pigeonholed to like, all right, like we have to pick what we're going to throw this guy in the ice. Um, I think there's enough enough like of a foundation there defensively that I think he'll play a long time in the NHL. So another one that's just very interesting to watch for sure. Very fair. And yeah, I mean, I, I had this one uh, queued up from Sean Cosgrove, but I mean, maybe this is an addition that we make this year or are, are we already just buried with the uh, all name team? Cause all name is not being replaced by all vibes, but Oh, we can do all vibes well. guys that fit the all vibes category. And you're going to be able to draw the line versus like, yeah, I got 60 guys that are in the list. Like, no, not, <laughs> not doing that. No, yeah. 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 Um, we can do all again. We said all vibes. That's how I described Ellie Josephson. So I mean, we've got a candidate right there to start that squad. He's got the president of the movement. All right, good to yeah. know. Yeah. Um. All right, we got a couple uh, things I'll address here, just as uh, housekeeping pieces, and then we can see if there's anything last minute that you want to touch on Z. But uh, Jack asks, will you guys release a list of this too? Miss the first half, Z. Probably something you're up to. Yeah, I would say that we could do that. For a, sure. list, a list will exist on the Twitter sphere at some point. So follow at Spoked Z if you want that. Although if Riley Height scores a couple goals, he might push it off a month. So yeah, I know. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> I have so I'm like, I'm going to have to call out. I'm going to have to call out of work at some point. <laughs> I mean, probably overdue for that. Uh, our f- new friend, the Burning Couch Podcast, subscribed. Um, and of course, 
almost at a thousand. As we mentioned before, please, guys, help us get there. Please, it'd be great. Uh, Isha, of course, all caps, very uh, excited and emotional, or he just forgot how caps lock works. Subscribe and smash that like button. Um, but Z, did you have any last thoughts here, whether it's WHL, whether it's just something that you just saw on your other screen that was interesting? I don't think so. I think, um, well, actually, I think Cosgrove, may, was it Cosgrove that said it? He said a lot of things. I know he's been he's been buzzing. Um, oh, actually, and I was looking for the comment to make sure that it was him. And there's another one that we should mention. Who's Nadinov? Will for sure at some point soon, probably I guess, be here. Uh, I think he has two, one, maybe one game left at this point in the KHL. So she's also right now in the mode where like they are getting the ever living dog shit kicked out of them every game like i watched i think maybe the first two periods the other day of their one of their games <laughs> i don't think they touched the puck and like they're all in the eyes like i don't give a fuck dude <laughs> like get like please end our season this sucks um so we will now be on what we've been on who's you know i've watched but um i know their last game is february 25th so we're just less than a week away. So I wanted to mention that. And the only other thing I want to touch on because people were shitting themselves, which is my favorite and least favorite thing. Oh, uh, Scott Wheeler, Scott Wheeler put his uh, prospect rankings out. The wild are outside the top 10. Um, and that's because they, so many of them have graduated on to him playing not anywhere, but you know, I just wanted to at least bring that up because people were like, Whoa, what if this is a disaster? And then you're like, have you ever watched any of them play other than like reading rankings on like different websites? No. Okay. Next question. Thank you. I love that. I love it, dude. I just like seeing people freak out about like other people's rankings of players that like they've only heard of from the NHL draft and then never watched them before. It is very funny to me. Like fire Garen, fire them all. I, we, we can't go on like this mediocre continue the mediocrity forever anyways just want to at least mention that just in case anyone else wanted to shit themselves in the comments <laughs> sorry i throw that in there if yeah. not we can we can just we can call it quits here Standard, yeah. but uh yeah i think we'll probably be from here on out like be pretty draft heavy i feel like most episodes at this point i mean yeah um, i think we're gonna follow the trajectory we just set right so we did whl this week uh next week we will i imagine probably do the ohl draft eligibles and also talk ohl prospect roundup and whatever nonsense the the minnesota wild may uh embark on in the meantime <laughs> as we were number one now that's a one thousand percent at a boy cosgrove just that he must be ripping some online poker right now um 12 tables all right, so that that means next week we'll, we'll be doing OHL rankings. So there we go. Fifty percent made. Yep. All right, know. OHL set to it. Must That's easy there. enough. Um, and in the meantime, be on the lookout for maybe another prospect goal video, maybe points video. I I, I, I don't know if I can. Do, I might not be able to do fucking Riley Height. He's just gonna score eleven more fucking goals in the next three days. Really ruin my day. But uh, you'll never know. But anyways. Thanks to everybody who tuned in for almost two hours. 
And anyone that stuck around for like 30 seconds and was like, now, nah, all right, yeah, no, these guys are, I don't like these guys. Fair enough. At least you clicked on us. We're fine. Um, and we'll, hey, tell you what, I don't care how long you were here. Just hey, subscribe listen. and we love you. <laughs> Absolutely nothing wrong with 30 seconds. All right. There's nothing. It's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> Anyways, we can talk. Oh, damn it. We'll see. <laughs> Watch out. I'm just say. I I could go somewhere. We're not gonna. I think we already we're there. <laughs> no, you anyway. don't. No, you don't know. <laughs> All right, we'll talk.